You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to first of all, a real and filtered conversation on career, family, relationships, dating, and all things modern culture. I'm your host, Mindy Chang. Welcome to this exhausted virtual living room this week. Uh, sorry that this episode's coming a little bit late, but I've been trying to wrap my head around all the things that are going on in this world, and that's why we have this episode today. So this week, I have a featured guest who is a returning guest, and she was actually the first guest ever of my first episode ever, um, first of all, and this is very timely because my one year is almost coming up. I know. So this time last year-ish, we were like... I was having a different kind of anxiety. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Starting this podcast up. I'm so happy to welcome back Manpreet Kaur. What's up, everyone? Hi. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> Just are you exhausted. Though? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's going to be kind of our theme. The overall arching theme. We haven't come up at the top of this episode. We haven't come up with the title for this episode yet. But regardless, we wanted to record um, so the reason why Mumpreet and I are talking this week is because we are in a complete and utter state of exhaustion. Um, we have been for quite a while, but it's been mounting. And so we thought it would be only appropriate to reflect on that, hopefully to process with one another yeah. and then let other people listen in on that, hopefully to be a safe space or like oh, a yeah. resting place for our fellow exhausted individuals individuals yeah i just was on facebook and um you know like supreme court justice kennedy just resigned and jenny yang posted something along the lines of like i didn't even know i had more anger in me to give but like i reached this new state of anger and i was like oh yeah me too yeah (laughs) this is another me too (laughs) okay so disclaimer i'm gonna put it up I might be cursing a little bit more than usual episodes just because, like, I don't have the energy to find other words. No. Sometimes you just have to let yourself feel those words. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they just kind of, like, come rushing out and coursing through your veins. It's funny. Sometimes when I give my, myself permission, it doesn't happen. But it's fine. But I'm just, like, letting you know, I don't have as much of a filter right now. Oh, I don't yeah. have the energy. And it's also just me, though, because, like, I feel like I draw... Uh, I can be very real with you. <laughs> Draw that out of you. <laughs> Actually, since, okay, well, like to rewind a teensy bit, um, why don't you let people know who you are and how we know each other so we can like... Oh, contextualize. Contextualize our conversation. Sure. So uh, I am currently the executive director of Collaboration Los Angeles, and I also work with our Collaboration Global team, which happens to be based in Los Angeles. So I've known Minji now for like two and a half years. That's crazy. Okay, two and a half years, and obviously all of y'all should know that Minji was the uh, global executive director for the amount of time that I was here, and that's how I know her. She's also somebody that I consider like my mentor i go to i rate i rant that's to frightening i know and she says that every time but also <laughs> like <laughs> it's too late like you're already there Don't do that. sorry not sorry <laughs> yes reference that episode <laughs> um and so i have been kind of in this rut like mentally and a lot of times i go to minji to talk about those things that kind of get me stuck because we both complement each other in ways that a lot of our friends sometimes like don't have the right words and so i go to you when i feel that way so that i can like get a different perspective because although we are very similar we also approach things very differently so that's kind of where this is coming from i feel like yo and mampreet is like an amazing woman from the bay area from manteca which is a oh yeah lesser known part of the bay area and just just phenomenal like i always talk about this in terms of like family like she's the big sister so like i too turned to memory for like a sense like for a different sensibility me being like the proverbial middle child i don't know she has like an she has an anchoring like 
you know, maternal effect. And I'm like, Manny. And she's like several years younger than me. It doesn't matter. I'm like, I need someone to hug me. So it's good that we can have friends to rely on. Yeah. For that. Yeah. So what can you want to like also share what we were originally talking about? Like, cause you're like, Minji, we need to, mm. we need to talk. Yeah. What do you recall? What was prompting you to say that at the time? yeah oh yeah i mean i still have which thing because it was like there were so many things since that time there has been so many things but basically minji and i happened to go to this screening in los angeles for a film called uh sorry to bother you please go watch it it's a a phenomenal film um created by boots riley and uh featuring amazing people so basically you need to go watch that at some point It, it it comments a lot about the political landscape and it's interesting because Riley wrote this film like four years ago five years ago something along the lines and he was saying that it's more relevant now than it was even at that time which is horrifying um, yeah and uh, uplifting because that content is needed and it's being made so I watched this film and uh, it left me reeling like I just felt like I was warped into a reality that's not too crazy and if you watch this film you'll understand that it's crazy okay um but that was just it was speaking to me in a way where i felt that i i could see something as crazy as this happening in our current day Mm -hmm. um you know sans some specific details that i won't mention but um that was intense for me and so i often leave like panels and i go to a lot of them because i'm just like super heavily involved now in the asian american pacific islander they see american whatever situation apita apita in in la um after leaving my healthcare corporate job <laughs> it's like just dived You've got another in. one <laughs> yeah it's like this is my life yep um so oftentimes i leave those panels or conversations and I feel really inspired during and then afterwards everyone's kind of like gathering they're like oh let's go let's go eat let's Sorry, go get apologies. drinks yeah. let's go hang out you know and then there's not really a discussion to be had and maybe that's like my circle of friends which is strange because uh they're also all basically activists and they do activist work all the time and they might be commenting on the fact that you know when you live it breathe it you kind of need breaks right yeah but for me I wanted to process it and so I made a decision that night. I was like, I just can't. Like, I I cannot be around people and I cannot not think about what I just saw and witnessed and experienced. I have to, like, somehow process this. So I sat down and I moodily, ate, like, journaled for, like, an hour and a half. Was that where oh. you went? Because I was wondering. I was yeah. like, she's gone. <laughs> it was quite a crowd, but I was like, well, I'll figure it out. But she's gone. <laughs> yeah, and I usually don't leave those things because I'm like, oh, I want to, like, you know, network and meet people and connect. But mm-hmm. I was one of the... F- first times that I just felt like I had to recede and I had to go process myself um something that I was experiencing and that's been happening more often but just that was like the first larger event that I was at where I had this overwhelming sense of like if I go out and I do this I won't be able to process the way I need to Mm -hmm. and that's what got me thinking about this good for you I mean that's a very self-aware thing because I mean, we briefly chatted about it because, you know, when we have something like, oh, we need to talk about this. I'm like, save it for the podcast. <laughs> um, but in our brief discussion, it's 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 a very self-aware thing to, to do. And maybe that's just maybe a sign of your maturity and your your ability to step out of yourself and like give yourself that space. But maybe I mean, I might be over speaking, but I think that that's rare. But hopefully it's not going to be so rare because we're in, we're just, the way that I'm looking at how I feel right now or the way that the state of the world has been and our generation, et cetera, it's just like this constant state of overstimulation. Mm -hmm. It's not even just overstimulation in terms of talking about external stimuli being, oh, a new video to watch or, oh, a new post or a new like or a new whatever. This is like overstimulation in terms of like serious shit. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're getting an alert that like someone liked your Instagram post. Yeah, you're getting that. And you're also like getting an alert about something. And by alert, it's not, you know, just a literal alert on your phone. You're also watching content. You're reading a book. You're, you know, reading an article. You're seeing an update, like significant things, right? Or a discussion around you even. Like you're getting alerted by all these different things that are prompting a lot of very 
seri- they're not like light fluffy things. All of them are very, very, you know, they have a lot of gravitas to everything. Yeah. Either talking about the women's movement, we're talking about our our political system, we're talking about, you know, corporate corruption, we're talking about bigotry and hatred and we're talking humanitarian crises humanitarian crises the global global climate change you know and we're talking about the global economy we're talking about uh, it's every day right mm-hmm. so it's not even just like okay put away your phone but it's like even if you did there's still a lot that's happening right now and a lot that i think is like worth caring about yeah and we're kind of reaching this like asymptote i'm like thinking of math yeah but you're kind of reaching this like you've gone up so high plateau and you're plateauing almost because you're like i don't know like jenny said i don't know i have more room to care Mm -hmm. and then how do you step out of that to even process the one thing that you're thinking currently it's like we were just talking about this but i feel either i am burnt out or i'm burning alive and there's no in between and that's the issue because um you know, you don't want to get to a point where you're burnt out and apathetic and just continuing to like do things because then what is the purpose of doing the things that you're doing? But when you're right. feeling like you're burning alive, it's like you cannot do the things that you're supposed to be doing. So right. I, I like last week, I it was one of the most unproductive weeks I've ever had, like since college. Like I couldn't put down the idea of like what was happening on our border and what is continuing to happen on our border. And it's not like get don't get me wrong. This is not something that I'm unaware of, okay? Like, coming from an immigrant family, like, it it has been a struggle to get them, like, naturalized, all these things, you know? That's not, that's not the point. The point is that it, I reached a tipping point where I thought I had plateaued and I thought I was like, you know, I'll continue to take all this BS that's, like, being thrown our fucking way and... And just keep going. And keep going, because I need to, right? Like, I know that the work I'm doing day in and day out is doing something positive for the world. Micro-movements. Right. But then I couldn't, like, stop myself and that was another time that I felt like I had to stop and process and so it's coming to this point where I'm like do I have to continuously stop and process like how often does that have to happen do I need to do it with people what do I what do I do that's the sensation because when you when you're when I'm stuck between burnt out burned alive like I just get stuck with the question of what am I supposed to do right and that's hard to answer it's paralyzing yeah like I I don't and if you're listening to this episode by the end of this episode, we may have no concrete answers for you. I'm just letting you know right off the bat. This is more like a therapy session. So if this is conducive for you being able to start unpackaging some of your thoughts, again, it's not to like, I'm not trying to trigger anybody, but that's just where we're at. And so we're, and, and I, I was realizing also where I was at when we were talking about this, cause we watched the the screening and like right prior to that i remember i was in a weird state already in life heading into the movie before we even watched um sorry to bother you which i thought was just great and like i wasn't ready for that (laughs) um was also the fact that like anthony bourdain had just died Mm -hmm. and like we just got back from you know was that right before? That was right before, right? And I just gotten back from New York trying to work on this documentary with Kenji and like we had had our own like i'm dealing with a new relationship trying to make our his dream come true i'm writing my script i'm like freelancing one of the most wonderful influencers of our generation just killed himself like and and like uh, you know a couple days before that kate spade had like killed herself i wasn't a particularly big fan of hers but she was a prolific designer and someone like just the the humanity of these people that have become these powerhouses either in fame or fortune or influence and then like watching them be actual humans and and suffer through something very terrible and personal and deciding to end their lives at a time where we're already very fragile with like our sense of hope and our sense of like trying to cling on to what's good like i could feel it do you know what i'm saying and like for me i take in vibes like i i'm an observant person like i can look at things and kind of gather data but i also kind of just and you can t- share how you f- how you absorb the world. I'm very, I don't know if you call that being an empath or whatever, but I feel sadness around me. When oh, yeah. I feel that other people, like I was walking around New York City. It was a different era and people had put up signs saying like Anthony Bourdain and like we love Kate Spade. And I arrived in New York City the morning that 
they found his body and like i could just feel everyone's looking at their phone and just like you could see the sadness you could everyone's talking about it online and like that spreads you know Mm -hmm. so i've just been feeling that's what i've been feeling quite frankly since trump started campaigning and it just turned from dread to like what to what the fuck to terror to oh my god this is reality to like oh my god the world's burning Mm -hmm. and it's been kind of like that Mm -hmm. and i'm not trying to find more proof (laughs) to make that feeling legitimized or legitimized yeah exactly but it's been happening Mm -hmm. yeah and so i guess like my purpose of processing this is because I feel like we need to, yeah. <laughs> like we need to process what's happening in our minds and in, in our like day to day so that we can continue, like just fight the good fight. Continue. Yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> but I'm tired and I'm, I went home and I like thought that would like energize me. But what, essentially what happened was I just continued to educate people like my family. And I was like, this is what's happening in the world. Like, don't listen to Fox news. You know, it's not just like demonize like, like white people in middle America that have these opinions. Like my pretty stable liberal, like, to the for the most part family also watches fox news and is also influenced by the media and also conflates things and is confused and it's just like all the confusion and all of the raw emotions out there because yeah. people want to be able to blame somebody or something right i feel like i was doing that even with like i was trying to blame my own emotions that's when i was like <laughs> shut the fuck up like <laughs> How are you blaming your own emotions? I was like, why am I feeling this way? This is not, you don't need to feel this right now. Like you need to get shit done and you need to go do things. Yeah, don't cry. People are suffering out there. Literally. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not going to help me in any way, shape or form. And that was also something that I was experiencing. I was like, I got to be, I got to allow myself the room that I would give any other person to Mm. like feel what I'm feeling and process it and help myself process it and so what i've essentially been doing is like rant journaling like every dark emotion or like dark thought that crosses my mind i like write that shit down there's like poem after poem after poem about like do you feel like all these things does that like release it onto the page and get it out of you or do you feel like sometimes it's like do you think it's like a blob that's growing like you're allowing those emotions to bubble over because sometimes i think maybe people Maybe they're, like, subconsciously fearful that, like, okay, if I acknowledge it, it's going to worsen it. You know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a, um, there's a freedom or a liberation in, like, I'm going to let go of it. I'm not going to think about it because if I don't, if I don't give it attention, it's not going to be real. Mm-hmm. And some cases that can, that can work, like, out of sight, out of mind, right? That doesn't work. But not, yeah, <laughs> I'm saying. For me. <laughs> Maybe it's, like, a bug bite. Yeah, I'm not going to think about it, so it doesn't itch. Right, but it's still itching. But it's still there. Yeah, no. Um for Did me it, help? it helps. It definitely helps. Um writing helps and then allowing the emotions to f- to fester in any way shape or form that they need to fester is helpful. And then, you know, literally taking action and um trying to educate myself is something that I'm more proactive about. <laughs> See, but that's what's also driving me nuts. There was like one of the emotions I was going through or like one of the like just I was feeling so fed up and like genuinely blown away that there are so many people in this world that can literally ignore facts. You know what I'm saying? Like there are videos of words coming out of certain people's mouths that are documented in clear daylight you know what i'm saying and they're like that didn't happen um excuse me like one of the examples like i was just so it was fox news like i don't ever want i don't like the idea that i'm like oh god fox news but it's a fucking problem okay it's a fucking problem because they take two videos one was when obama was president one was when trump was president talking both about north korea fox news is like demonizing obama like you're aligning you're opening the door for like a dictator they're like demonizing obama for like trying to have a conversation with north korea literally the same thing trump's having a conversation with north korea well look at this man and his diplomacy reaching across the ocean to like make peace and 
fuck all your noise, man. And like people can literally look at the two things and watch one. That is available now. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That did not exist 20 years ago, 15 years ago. We we did not have the ability, the technological capability to create proof of like a side to side comparison of the exact same thing of the hypocrisy and of the like mind boggling bullshit. And still people will ignore that. Do you know what I'm saying? So even with like the educating of myself, sometimes that's a double edged sort of like I don't want to know this shit because it just makes me more angry. Right. I and I think and I don't want to fight happening. for people who are this dumb. Right. I <sighs> I'm being very <laughs> angry in this one. <sighs> no, because this is just coming from a place where I was an educator. So there was so many times where I rolled my eyes so hard I gave myself a migraine, you know, like that shit happened constantly Uh, because like parents of children that I was teaching didn't know things like like 90 percent of my class, uh, 300 students, 90 percent of that didn't know who Hitler was Mm -hmm. like they didn't know. They literally did not know who. And this is not like five year olds, okay? This is like the age of 11 to 15. So that was shocking. And then, you know, like from there, that's like history. You should at least know history, if not current events. And I would talk to them about current events. They didn't know anything. So I come from a space where I'm just like, no one knows anything. Like, no one knows anything. This weekend, yesterday, I talked to my brother um, about racial appropriation because i taught my sister what appropriation was like two weeks ago while she was in la she's 10 and (laughs) the most woke 10 year old (laughs) and she understood like it clicked she got it she gave me examples i checked in with her she still knew what it was i talked to my brother about it yesterday and i was like oh yeah i taught jesse and she he was just like oh yeah so uh what about appropriation like what do you mean like do you think it's bad that like people are wearing like other people's cultural like clothing is that what is that what's up and i was like oh my god are you serious and so i had to just take a step back like i was like i'm so in it (laughs) like i am too deep into this to be like it's sometimes it's hard to do that but i was like this is my brother i i need him to understand this Mm -hmm. i need him to like be educated by me right fucking now while we're sitting here waiting to watch jurassic world like it needs to happen (laughs) hold my drink hold my soda (laughs) legit i was like mom take my popcorn like i gotta do this and so i talked to him about it you know you take that time and i know that this is not this is not me saying like everyone needs to go educate people no fuck that okay i understand that we don't have the capacity nor some of us care to do that because what the fuck like Google's there, you know, Google's there for that exact purpose. But for those that are like closest to me, I want them to understand. Or at least your perspective, where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And so I told him what I thought about appropriation, not what I thought, like what appropriation is. And then he was like, okay, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. But like, what about white people? Like, do you hate white people? And I was like, oh my God, what is this? And then, and then, what did you say to that? No, I said, of course I don't hate white people. I just want them to understand where I'm coming from right. and where where our struggles are coming from, you know, uh-huh. and like that we should work together and all that like la di da stuff that I fully believe, but sometimes it doesn't come off like that. And he was like, okay, okay, dope, dope, you know, like I get it. But he's a representation of this entire like group of people in the Silicon Valley, like the tech world where they're just so enclosed in this bubble. And then... I, I like kind of have to burst it, you mm-hmm. know, and I witnessed that burst and I was like, how are you? And I got so mad because how are you able to just like live your fucking happy ass life? Like playing your fucking video well, games I'm over here suffering while I'm over here on behalf of humanity, literally <laughs> about to drive my ass to Texas. Like <laughs> how is this the same family? And that was something I had to process too. Cause I was like, I get it. Like this is not his priority. And that was something that shifted my mentality because I was like, it's not that people are just uneducated. You yeah. can educate somebody, but you have to help them prioritize something. And like, that's only going to happen if you come from a space of wanting to unite. And a lot of my friends and a lot of activists and a lot of like people who come out of panels, like they sometimes just, they sometimes are feeling so like angsty and angry and the words that come out of our mouths are angry and angsty and I'm right there with them. But I was like, man, I got to come back to a place where I can occasionally share empathy and compassion. Right. 
I love those words and they're really fucking hard. Yeah. Because even if you can be empathetic and understand where someone's coming from, and the word that I really struggle with and I've struggled to define it and to process the word should, that Mm. word doesn't sit well with me because I've grown up with a lot of should everything. Yeah. And that's something that I've talked about constantly in a lot of different episodes about the goody two boobs episode about like what it means to be like a proper woman or a mm. young woman and mm-hmm. like what a, a toxic masculinity with, with Steve and like, you know what it means to be a cis heterosexual male and like to what we're supposed to, what we should be as Asian Americans, what we should do as like a millennial, what we should do as a professional. There's a lot of shoulds. And I'm like, who's the fucking authority on that? That's like, giving that. According yeah. to who, right? Yeah. And so it's it's one thing to acknowledge something that it's something that a lot of us do do. Yes, there are things that are normalized and acceptable and socially reinforced. Yeah. But like, you know, even when it comes to, and this will be another episode that I'm going to talk about with my friend Abe that I'm really excited to, to start it's going to be a wallet, but we're going to start talking about organized religion and mm. like the, the shoulds that we come from our lives can be, I'm not saying they're like fundamentally problematic, but we got to kind of step back and like, who's the should on that says who I'm big on that because I've been on the receiving side of like, you should do that says who mm-hmm. according to what this is like By what dogma <laughs> coming from myself. Yeah. Right. And I think that as long as you, can accommodate a should with where you're at and what you are comfortable with. Yeah. Then you're fine. And what, like, albeit you can do that and people are going to be disappointed in you and wag a finger like my parents, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Or literally all of society. I just don't give a fuck. Like fuck, fuck you and your shoulds. But like for me, I want, I should be feeling empathy and compassion more than anger and, and feeling distraught. My my should that I'm desperately trying to not trying. I've been actively doing my best to replace the word should and try mm-hmm. to more active things. And it's a small micro thing in my head, but I I opt to say I'd like to do that. I'd like to be more empathetic. It's fucking hard. It's I'd like to be more compassionate. It's fucking hard. Yeah. I'd like to be more proactive and and active in doing things that can help my fellow human it's really hard when i'm but like that's still what i'd like to do for me there's something resistant about should when someone tells me something i should do like you should go fuck yourself like that's for me me that wants to like my mouth off your should is my try like i don't like the word try Mm -hmm. because i'm like i'm a doer i will do the shit <laughs> you know we are cussing quite a story. but i don't want to hear you say that you're gonna try to do something yeah that to me is like you're not gonna do it even if it's i'll do my best that's, that's be- is a little bit different than i'll try that's better yeah that's actually way better because like try is a is everyone tries to do stuff you know like yeah. how many years have you tried to like be the most fit at the beginning of the year I'm trying like, to be healthy no like, yeah just be healthy be actively do it yeah so these are all aspirational things but in like what you're saying in terms of activism right mm. and what we're saying in the things that we can do to process all these things and what we ought to do what we should do you know i challenge you me and everybody what are the shoulds like what are your shoulds right i still use it it still slips in my vocabulary i'm like oh, oh shit i said should <laughs> kenji calls me out on that he's like i thought you didn't like that word i was like i don't but i just said it yeah we should like because for me i try to back it up with data or logic right like right. okay we mm-hmm. should care about each other we should vote we should you know that if i get into that mode well why i need to have a response to that oh, yeah. and i'm like I-, I think it benefits us to care about one another that we don't live even if we feel like it, we do not live in a bubble. We don't live in a vacuum. If I, if if we are all feeling safer and healthier and more trusting of one another, I directly benefit from that. That means I can go to the movie theater without being scared that someone with a, who's having a really bad day and access to a firearm won't go berserk on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, my friend's cousin was a victim in one of the shootings in Oakland. She died, and my one of my best friends since childhood. He was almost. Uh, he decided one simple decision not to go watch Dark Knight at the Aurora shooting in Colorado. He 
didn't get shot like he was supposed to be at that screening like those things are real they're close to home all these decisions all this stuff that's going out there inadvertently directly or indirectly affect us right Mm -hmm. our sense of safety and our sense of like camaraderie and compassion that's why all these polarizing feelings and all these polarizing negative things that are going on it takes a toll on us on a very emotional mental level but it also directly affects our quality of life of course. You know what I mean? So that's like my backing of like why we should care, why we ought to vote, why we ought to like it, it benefits us to get educated, to, you know, choose something, you know, mm-hmm. pick a fight, any fight. That was Oprah's commencement speech this year at one of the colleges. And I was watching commencement speeches because I had to do one. And I was like, I don't know how to top Oprah. But it's like, <laughs> you don't have to do everything. Mm-hmm. No human can. Mm-hmm. But she's like, do something. Pick a fight, any fight, and 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 do your b- very best. That was it. Don't do the try. Don't do the shit. No. Like just, just do it. Just do it. And I think maybe that's my solution at the end of, like, we're not at the end of this by any means, but, like, that's my, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Like, if you're feeling a type of way about something and it's really bothering you, don't just sit there and be like, oh, I wish the world was a better place or I should try to do something should try to do something that's the fucking worst sentence ever um but but i would be really happy if someone said that like i should make the world better like like yeah <laughs> i know i'd be on the sideline like clapping yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god yeah. but i'd be kind of like is there another way to phrase that yeah yeah i was like can you replace that try with uh just do it yeah <laughs> anyway but i think you're right like i was feeling that way uh two weeks ago and i'm still feeling that way but i have been actively doing and the actively doing portion is the best part of my day where i'm not just sitting and i'm not just wallowing in my emotions although that's important like everyone should do it um i gave her (laughs) a look just looked at me i gave her a look but you know that's it's a good thing it's a good thing to to give yourself that time and space and energy um but for real doing something about what I'm feeling, even if it's talking to one person and having them like just question why I'm feeling that way or writing about it, learning more. Um, all of that's been helpful because the doing portion is movement. I would, there was part of me that wondered what, again, feeling very helpless because I'm dealing with my own set of issues in my life that are, very in my face and very priority because they are directly like financially logistically with my family things that are in my relationships and my organizations and my jobs and my gigs those take those occupy enough of my time and brain space and i want to be able to be a functioning human so that i can like like address them that in that I get it. Like, that's the compassion I need to have towards others that, okay, yeah, maybe we are all, not maybe, we are all dealing with our own set of, like, life issues. Yeah. There's only so much more space that we can accommodate for other outside issues that feel more distant. But in actuality, we need to recognize how close it does affect our lives, right? And that's maybe where the education part comes in of understanding this is, because they can look at it distantly, like, oh, that the whole immigration thing, that's not right. That's not cool. But what can I do about it? And we need to share those things. Like, what can you do? Yeah. And not do it in, you should be doing this. Why aren't you doing it? But like, hey, I'm doing this because I want to do something about it. And it'd be great if other people joined in. It's kind of like, that's for me, especially because of collab and like being on like a diversity movement standpoint for the last decade. I've had to step back and check myself about how do I... Am I inviting other people into this, this, whatever this is, this space of wanting to make things better, whatever this thing is, or am I chastising people? Am I rebuking them? Am I giving them some sort of condemnation for like not being up to snuff to my standards or what I think is right or what I'm doing? Cause that turns people off. Yeah. I don't like it when other people do that to me. Yeah. I respect people who take active, like active, stance on something and they do something and then they invite other people in but i don't feel like that's a lot of the people that exist right now because we're just i think that if we could come to a point where 
what you describe, like mm-hmm. realizing that every person has like a rich life as rich as yours, you know, that's, there's a word for that. It's Sonder. And, oh, uh, is that one of the new words? <laughs> no, no, it's been oh. around. Okay. got it. <laughs> it's been around, but Sonder is that exact realization. And I feel that if we could just challenge ourselves to remind each other and ourselves that every person is going through something as rich and as complex and as difficult as yourself or the people around you, that is like a great starting point. Right. Um, And if we can do that with as much kindness backing those words as possible, that's great. Because for me, I I go back to family all the time, right? Because like, that's just, it's a big priority for me. And the way that I prioritize like my family and friends is kind of how I want to be able to prioritize other things. And right now I have the capacity to say these things. So it's nice, right? Like I have time. Quote unquote. Yeah. I have time on my hands uh, to learn more, but that's not necessarily the case. Like for you, like you really have a lot of stuff to do. Like you have stuff on your plate that's like mega stuff. You know, it's not like, oh, I don't know if I'll have time to watch Incredibles 2 again. You know, that's like... I'm legit upset about that. (laughs) It's making me upset. But that's kind of like my response to all of this that I'm like is on my plate. I'm like, I just want to watch Incredibles 2. (laughs) I have a movie pass. Yeah. And and that's, that's what it comes down to me. Like it comes down to for me is just being cognizant. I think as aware as we can be of each other and where we're at is going to help us move forward. And that's also another thing is like, we just got to keep moving forward because what I was feeling last week, like that, that emotion of forcefully being held still Mm -hmm. in time was not favorable for me. Like that's not something I can deal with like constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah. I think this goes back to a reflection I had with Paul when we talked about anger Mm. because sometimes in terms of a survival skill as humans, we want to get out of the negative feelings as quickly as possible, right? Like that's why a lot of people don't like confrontation, either confronting other people or confronting themselves about really difficult, uncomfortable, horrible things that they're realizing like, oh, I'm really self-centered or I'm just kind of a dick and like, oh, I talk a lot and I don't really follow through. Those are not happy truths to, to face. So as it's, it's okay to acknowledge like people in general, we're not fans of like feeling shitty. We actually do a lot to actively do whatever we can not to feel shitty. Anger is one of them. That's the one that Paul and I dove into. And that's one that I resort to quite often. Like it's a quick, like reaction that I can jump to, but I'm also recognizing like, what am I deflecting? Mm -hmm. What are the truths that I have to face? What are the uncomfortable things that I need to kind of just sit with Mm -hmm. versus bounce to the next Instagram post or to the next thing? Like there's a Brene Brown, who's like an expert on vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Have you watched any of her stuff? Mm -mm. Girlfriend, I'm sending you so many links. Um, She's phenomenal. And shout out to Long Vo, who's one of my Patreon patrons. He's messaged me and shared all these really phenomenal, um, like she does Ted talks and different Uh, lectures about vulnerability and the human psyche. And it's groundbreaking. She just kind of distills everything down really well. But people use all sorts of different mechanisms to cope. And we use a lot of different ways to protect ourselves, either from like bad feelings or like being vulnerable or like having to be accountable. You know what I'm saying? And it's so easy now. It is. Yeah. Like, honestly, I use being busy as like a defense mechanism. Like, I I can't sit with myself because i have so many things to do and you know i don't know if that's what i was doing last week but i let myself fucking go that's why i respect you i'm glad (laughs) i'm glad you did and that's honestly i think that that's i don't want everyone to just wallow but you need a second oh you know fuck i needed like six days yeah (laughs) if you need six days well shit i just needed six and and you know i was i went through a lot of why I really tried going into the the depths of myself, yeah. right? 
And that's also like just like a privilege to be able to do that and right. not have other things on my plate. Obviously, I have other things on my plate, but I was like, nope, I, if I can't be there for me, like I cannot be there for anyone else because that's a thing now. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. It's so true. It's so true. So I get it. Like, I feel that I have to hold myself accountable to not run away from my emotions and from what I think. I am experiencing, right? And that's why I wanted to have this conversation because I felt that this would kind of resurface some of the things that I had already quote unquote processed. Mm-hmm. Um, just to to validate that, to validate whether or not I have, you know, I, I told myself if I didn't like start bawling during this conversation, I'm doing better than last week. Like, that's great. Good, you haven't. <laughs> Is this conversation helping you though? Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's... it's you don't just have to say yeah because we're on a podcast. Forcing... <laughs> Minji, I'm an awful I'm the, liar. <laughs> I'm the actress. <laughs> like, I, I can't do that. Um, you would be able to tell. So, no, this is helping me because it's forcing me to reevaluate whether or not I was running away from my emotions or whether I have processed them, whether I'm actively doing and moving forward because I'm coming from a space of a healthy, balanced mental state or whether it's like deflection, um, whether I'm turning to burnt out state or whether I'm just elongating my burning alive state. You know, this is a very helpful conversation for me. I think you already called it out, but there's no conclusion to this. Like there's not truly, there's not a, like this is the answer to you feeling like utter shit after reading every uh, news post that comes your way. That's just not going to happen. Right. Um, not not during this administration and not for decades to come. Um, but in light of that, I think that there is, in the recognition of all of that, I think there is space and like an opportunity to say, "Hey, this is all there. This is all real. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna minimize you. I'm gonna like, you know, what I'm saying it's like, what's the? I don't know what the right analogy is." It's kind of like David versus Goliath. You're not going to try to make Goliath feel small. Be small. You're just like, no, you're fucking Goliath, but I'm going to deal with you anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't need to make Goliath small so that I feel like I can tackle it. I'm going to tackle this. This is, it is this big. Yeah. It is this real. It is this important. And it's this, like, like, what's the word? Like, what's like a dark cloud? Like, looming? it's like... ominous or like it is all those things i'm not gonna like try to morph you so that i feel better what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna strengthen me like if i'm david in this analogy what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna like ramp up this slingshot and i'm using a bible reference like i don't even know if people listening to this know but david versus goliath is the parable and it's like this little boy takes a slingshot and like destroys goliath which is this giant giant um but I'm going to figure out what my ammo is. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to approach it. Yeah. I'm not going to change that by, you know, whatever. So what are key takeaways then? Like, we're not done with this, con- you know, this administration. We're not done with this state of being. We're evolving as, I think, as a society right now, very much so. Whether we like it or not, we're getting a lot of things thrown at us. And I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put some delusional, like, oh, thing, no. oh it's going to get better. We don't know that. I don't feel like it's going to get better. I'm kind of like bracing myself for it to get worse. Um, in light of that, though, I'm going to put hope out there that we're going to get better as people. Yeah. Right? Like, that's where we got to step up to the damn plate now. <laughs> I think, for me, the key takeaways from this have been uh, the word sonder. It re- resurfaced for How me. do you spell it? S-O-N-D-E-R. Okay. Everyone look up sonder. Yeah. The word sonder has resurfaced for me. It's important and I think helpful. And that stagnant feeling between burning, either way, burnt out or burning alive, I think what you just said about um, fortifying yourself and strengthening yourself. Fortifying, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. What up? Yeah. Yes. No, so fortifying yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. while you're stuck... Just fortify yourself, whether that is wallowing, whether that is learning more, whether that is turning inwards or turning outwards, whatever it may be for you. I think fortifying yourself with with something, 
yeah will definitely help um just not feeling as stagnant yeah. and and the third thing is like allowing yourself to feel the way that you're feeling um because for me the news about children being detained was so close and so personal because my sister is 10 and I saw like an eight-year-old crying for her father on Father's Day. And I was like, I just can't do this. No, yeah. Nope. Yep. Nope. 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 Yep. Um, and so I knew that I had to, had to take a step back. Yeah. Um, and that's because, you know, again, I have like the time and privilege to do that. Well, I had this whole freaking like internal dialogue with myself over the immigration situation. I was so disgusted by it and so furious that I kind of went numb. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck all this. I can't, like, I quit this country. I quit this society. Like, no. If we're, no. Like, if we're at this point, no. And it was funny because part of me wanted to go immediately to Facebook and be like, what the, f-? you know, and like kind of share a link in the rant. Because to me, it was kind of like having this moment of like, I'm acknowledging that this is, this, like, I'm against this, right? But then at the time, then I felt like, then I stopped and I was like, why am I going on? I had this whole internal dialogue. Like, why am I going on Facebook to validate it? I don't need to tell if I need to go on Facebook to validate. That's like saying the sky is blue and this is wrong. Like, this is the same thing. Like, why do I need to say it on Facebook for it to mean anything? And then I was like, but if I don't put it up, will people think that I don't care that I, you know, but I had this whole like weird rabbit hole of like introspection. And I felt at the end of it, I was like, I don't even want to touch my phone. Mm -hmm. So I like, I just kind of removed myself and how many, and again, if you step out of yourself like that, I was like, if I'm feeling that way, how many other people are feeling that way? But the danger in that is then how many people are not even talking about it because we're so aware of how wrong it is or how hurtful it is, or it affects us that we're just going to abstain. Yeah. So I'm like putting a lot of weight and like overemphasis on like one Facebook post, mind you, but like there's so much shit going on and I was fearful. Like I don't want to further exacerbate people's like already feeling burnt out and I'm contributing to that too. There was some of that mixed in it. There's a lot, but that's a good call out. Right. Cause I think you're taking a step back was you allowing yourself the space that you needed. Right? Yeah. I don't necessarily think we all have the responsibility to go on and like share things and, and, and have our voices heard in that way. I know you being like a public figure and like being somebody that people can turn to for those things, like mm-hmm. might have felt more burdened, but at the end of the day, like it's for you, like you, like your social media is for you. Yeah. Right. It's not necessarily for others. It's right. like, what do I need to express right now and if you had nothing to express at that time i think that's more valid than like the seventeen thousand posts that i saw on my feed right um personally on my feed i i saw a lot of everything else i saw some of it but to me i was like kind of baffled that i didn't see more of it which concerned me yeah and then i got so mad again it's just like a whole thing but i appreciate you validating <laughs> that and and my takeaway from all of this is that, yeah, just it's a process. I'm still processing. I'm still sad about a lot of things. I'm still angry about a lot of things. Um, sometimes I feel scared to vocalize my opinion truthfully, even on this podcast, to like curse or like to give my raw emotion. That's why I like feel like acting is a good escape for me or a good way to channel it because I can do those truthful things through someone else through yeah. a different character um but there's not a lot of characters that i think embody me so i gotta just write it myself but um my key takeaways is that it's making the sweet thing sweeter and so i am putting a lot of gratitude into the universe despite all of this like madness when i see things that lift me up it makes i like really revel in it when like my dad calls me and just says hi like i'm like super grateful for that and my mom had a great trip to korea got to spend time with her family i'm like thank god that we can you know she can do that and be with her mother at 89 years old like that's great my little brother just graduated yesterday he's in the military like he's in the united states army and he's learning how to be trained to like help defend our country and like i think of him and i think of all these young men and women who are literally putting like he's sending us videos and photos of him out in the field with like artillery and i'm like that's what you're choosing to do with your day-to-day life is training how to do this should we need this type of protection and i'm like 
I'm in awe of that. Those things kind of take on a new meaning. And so there are different ways that we can also actively appreciate. And I also want to do a quick shout out to Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who just like changed history in New York Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. Democratic Party by ousting what a 10, 14 year incumbent. Yeah, dude. Like 28 years old. Girlfriend just handled that grassroots movement. She's so well-spoken. She's super inspiring. And that was like a beacon of hope, you know? And I know that she is inspiring so many people out there, young and old. A lot of young people. And a lot of young people. Yeah. Like I have no, there's a lot of stupid people out in the world, but I know that there's a lot of incredibly passionate, smart, articulate, you know, just strategic world-changing people who are just yet to like emerge no so out of that that's like my hope i'm like there's there there's out of all this shit like there are good people that are coming out of the woodworks because they see that they can do something they they feel motivated that's what i'm like my takeaway yeah still with that i'm like i'm like i feel like i just need to go read like the audacity of hope or something like active active hope like practicing yeah active hope yeah i think yeah yeah and there's and we just have to figure out our ways to let that hope be imparted with other people. And for me, it was like hard during some days, but I would just like really look people in the eye when they helped me with my groceries and thank them. Because that's like the one thing I could manage to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could just be like so lost in my world on my phone and I was just like, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I took that extra second and that made me feel better. And that person smiled back at me and I was like, okay, we're going to be okay. You know, but in any case, I appreciate you so much, Manny. I always appreciate your honesty and your ability to like articulate your feelings and all that you're processing. And I'm hoping that this can, I don't know, stoke some fires. We talked about a lot of different things. Yeah, we did. A lot of different feelings, but they're true and valid. Also, side note, I want to acknowledge that our voices, like I am starting to really dig into data collection and educating myself on like what the landscape is. Yeah, I did a little podcast research mm-hmm. in a, a very specific group and I just saw a list of like, there are all these people, they did a shout out, ask for people to note what their podcast, they're like, share what your podcast, share the link. And so I just did a random tally of this group. And it was like, there were a couple hundred responses, which is great. I got through about, well, I don't, can't do math right now. But I did a quick tally of just men versus women. Yeah. Of hosts. Yeah. And it was pretty much two to one. Oh, So nice. it was 40, 40, 44 women and 87 men out of just like, just going in order, like that, that tallying. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really proud of unspoken voices getting their voices out there. It made me feel really excited that everyone was so welcoming. There was like no shortage of people welcoming in that thread. Everyone's like, oh, I'm so excited to check all these out. So it just kind of made me step back and look at like all the different things that are out there, looking at the titles and the subjects of other things and also the types of people that are Mm -hmm. creating content and putting their voices out there. And as an Asian American woman, you know, I was like, wow, this is special. And sometimes I minimize that. I'm like, I'm just another voice. I'm just another like podcaster. But like there's other ways that I could like validate. And it it felt special. And it wasn't like hateful towards the men, male podcasters. I was like, wow, that's really dope. Like they do this thing on this specific niche thing that they're really into. So it just made me appreciate what we get to do with collaboration, what you're doing, what you and I are doing, us having this conversation and putting it on air for other people to tune into. I'm letting you know because um, I'm starting to get educated myself and like discovering a lot of things like that along the way. Yeah, I didn't know that. I haven't haven't deep dived at all. Yeah, I'm getting like, again, thanks to Marvin, shout out to Marvin, my producer, audio engineer. But he's the one who like invited me into that space and I feel like if he hadn't been so active and like encouraging for me to be like, hey, I think you could have your own podcast and I think people would listen, et cetera. His encouragement and his persistence and me being like so stubborn and like, no, I wouldn't have started it, you know? 
So we got to keep encouraging each other. That's also like part of the thing. Like get educated, encourage where it's needed. Yeah. Be a beacon of hope. Give yourself space to grieve or cry or punch a punching bag, not another person. Never another person. <laughs> Process your stuff and then get back get back up. Yeah. <sighs> Do you have any imparting words? Any words of wisdom or shout outs of hope? <sighs> Man. No, the only hope I have is in our in, is in our like children. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it does. I I mean, of course, right? Like that's I feel like that's a a given. I I have that already, and uh-huh. I'm choosing to actively have that. Yeah. But like every time I I go back home and I see my sister and like kids in her class to like try to bash on her for being like an Indian and like for being like not like the rest of the people, and she's just like I'm just educating them. I just tell them exactly what you told me. And I'm like, fuck, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I want to hear. You know, and 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 just seeing that happen. Because um, I've been removed from, like, youth <laughs> for a bit. The thing about youth culture is I don't understand it. Is that, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> so she's the closest tie that I have to that, you know, and being able to go back and and see that the work that I've put into her is like helping her and this community of children. And, uh, yeah. So just shout out to like educators everywhere, like people, whether you know it or not, you're educating others. Um, whether you think it's education or not, like everyone's always constantly like processing, right. Yeah. Taking in information, data, learning from others, whether it's something that they recognize or not. Um, for sure. So, that's my only thing. And in educating and being educated, it is also to being open to being educated. Mm. That is also my takeaway. There's a lot I need to learn because a lot of my feelings are feelings and they evolve too the more I get educated about things. Like yeah. the actuality, what we're projecting on things versus what things actually are. Um, it's a constant discovery. That's a process too. Yeah. Is to like learn not only what the situation is, but what can be done and how I can contribute, how I'm part of the problem. Yeah. That's so, huge. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Oh, what? that's like another conversation. Oh my God. <laughs> There'll be many more, but thank you, Manny. Um, if people want to find more about you, where do they go? Oh yeah. If you want to learn more about what I'm doing, you can follow me at uh Preetman on Instagram, which is P R E E T M A N. And if you want to learn more about collaboration, uh, y'all should really follow collaboration, just the global Facebook page or the Los Angeles Facebook page or Instagram. And all of them are collaboration with a K. So I'm doing some dope stuff. I hope people enjoy it. Very much so. And if you'd like to find out more about First of All, you can follow at First of All Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to become a patron on my Patreon page, which is an ongoing crowdfunding um, source so that I can continue making a living as a freelance artist, I'd appreciate that. You can go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast. You can also email me at first of all pod at gmail.com. Shout out to my Patreon patrons. We had our June um, Google Hangout yesterday and it was dope. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, just so funny, so insightful from different parts of the country. Um, and shout out to all the international listeners. I'm also, again, looking into the data. There's people from all over the world listening to this podcast, which blows my mind. And I'm just so honored that you take the time and hopefully you get some insight to like what us crazy Americans are dealing with yeah. <laughs> on a day-to-day basis. And uh, nothing but love for all of you. And hope everyone's enjoying the World Cup. Go South Korea. Yeah. <laughs> I know we got eliminated, but we won in a major way after sucking for a while. So we, we went out with a we went out with a bang. Like I'm oh. glad that I'm just very proud that they, they were, you know, like putting on a good fight and playing their heart out until the end. I think mm-hmm. that's what really counts. And so I think South Korea is still, even though we got eliminated, Koreans are pretty proud today that, you know, they had an epic win over freaking world champion Germany. Yeah. <laughs> um and now Mexico is moving forward. So. I literally had a Mexican friend of mine message me and be like, please message thank you to all of your Korean friends. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. There's a lot of that. See those, those wins. Like, I mean, and there's like all this, and like K-Town, Koreatown in LA is Korea and Mexico. It, it really is, yeah. And like, so all of K-Town is rejoicing. So I don't know what's going to be happening, 
today. Um, I don't even know when this podcast is going up, but it's going to be epic. <laughs> so it's just nice when people are supporting each other and like hugging and like, I love it. So yes, uh, shout out to Marvin once again, my audio engineer, my producer, and then shout out to Aquafina for use of her song Yellow Ranger. Congrats on the 100 million mark girl for Oceans 8. That's amazing. And yeah, please tune in, uh, subscribe, leave a five-star review if you enjoyed this podcast and share with a friend if this is going to be helpful to anyone else processing all their feelings and check out other episodes on iTunes or is iTunes I think Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio Public and anywhere else you find podcasts and Spotify. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you, Manny, for being here. Thanks for helping me. <laughs> Talk it Thank out. you for helping me. Oh, God. <laughs> I let some stuff out today. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.